wonder what I wonder what the guy God who damn it, I do it again. Oh fuck. Wonder what the guy who came up with the uh water country song is up to now. Yeah, me too. Wonder if he's doing all right. Wonder if he's vaccinated. Chickadee China. There's a song I was singing the other day, and it was real good and shit, and I forget what the fuck it was, but it was great. Was it a small town, small town, <laughs> small town? Living in a small town, small town, just like me. Well, what's that? Oh, man, this shit's uh, all jacked up. Ja- what, what the fuck is, uh, uh, what's his fucking name, fuck? About Jack and Diane, when he s- says, like, sucking on a chili dog or something? Yeah. Yeah. And there's people that do covers where every they sing the whole song and the Chip. only line they use is sucking on a chili dog. So they go sucking on a chili dog. <laughs> sucking on a chili dog. And then and then they go into the verse and it at, it's one of those things where at first it's funny. Yeah. And then you're like, "All right, this is so this fucking is too annoying." Much. And then it just and it it gets back to where it's like somehow funny again. Like the Harry Potter a wizard? That fucking yeah. thing. Exactly. Or like in South Park when um, Cartman has the satellite communicating with the aliens up his ass, but it needs to be like pressed to be activated. <laughs> so they make Stan do it, and every time Stan's about to press it, Cartman farts. Yeah. And he's like, okay, okay, no, seriously, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, he does it like 14 times. Because yeah. like after the third time, you're like, all right. And then once like the eighth or ninth time, it becomes hilarious. Right. <laughs> Sucking uh, on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. I really wish I could remember it. It's going to drive me nuts. What uh, What were you doing when you heard the song? I was driving. Oh, yeah. And it was really like a, per- it's like a very percussive song. Vo- vocally percussive. Moron! Yeah, do you not hear that? Hold on. Oh, you're not fucking plugged into anything. Oh, what a <laughs> moron. I'm like pretending to be. I'm like, dude, that's so loud in my ears. You hear nothing? Ah, sorry about that, folks. Um, you know what I try to do when I'm about to say something? What? You know when you're at a party? Yeah. And you have like, you just remembered a really funny story you couldn't wait to tell people? Yeah. So if I start to tell it and some guy's like, wait, wait, hold on, let me just finish this. I think of, I just picture a random image. Like right now, it'd be a chili dog. Okay. And I think of a word from the story that I'm about to tell in a chili dog. That's smart. So then by the time it comes back, I'm like, what the fuck is that? Chili dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Actually, mine's a little fucking hot. Your what? mic's hot? No, my uh, headphone volume. Oh, let's take it down. Uh, I think you're this one. Oh, yeah. Did that work? Chili dog. Let's see. Or... I think it was that first one. Well, let's do another test. Yeah, it's that one. All right, so it has like right there. Perfect. Perfect, he said. Check, check. And then this one's me, I guess, right here. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, life goes on. Oh. All right, sorry about that, folks. 148, okay. Remember that uh, when uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers were playing the Super Bowl? So when you play the Super Bowl, I think it's all pre-recorded anyway. Mm. And 
so it was so funny because they just wanted to be up front that they were playing. So when they went on stage, just none of their guitars were plugged in. Right. Which I thought was hilarious because yeah, they're kind great. of sending the message like, we're not pretending that we're playing. Like when the mamas and the papas were eating the banana on uh, whatever that show was back in the day. Johnny Carson or some shit. Yeah, like Dick Cavett or something. I don't yeah. know. Wait, yeah. tell that story. So like they were like, fuck this. We have to lip sync. This is bullshit. So then oh! like, in the middle of their set, they're like eating bananas and shit. I fucking love it. Yeah, all that shit used to be lip synced. Like even so um, that Beatles documentary. I don't know if you finished it. I still have like an hour. I have not finished it, no. I can see why only real Beatles fans would like that. Me too. Like because it's a fly on the wall documentary where you're just basically watching a six hour long band practice. Right. I love that shit. Yeah. Because it's like you actually feel like you're sitting there getting a genuine experience. No one seems to be putting on a show for the cameras. Because I guess what they would do is, even though a lot of it, everyone's walking around and talking to them, I guess they they would have guys set the cameras up and then they would purposely, like they would just have some guy behind the camera. Mm -hmm. So they would have a guy behind each camera stand there for like, 10 minutes looking through the lens and then they would just have them leave so the Beatles a lot of times thought that they weren't on being filmed right and you can tell right it feels like they're actually just having a band practice right um what's cool about it is the whole drama behind the Beatles breaking up was so overhyped like they th- so this was supposed to be the ugliest time in the Beatles history. It's not that ugly. It's not even that bad. Right. Like there's some there's obviously like tension, but for the most part, it's really not bad at all. Like me, Mike, and Case would have way bigger fights than that. Right. And we were like twice as big as them. Yeah. In the Merrimack Valley. Yeah. Um which is actually kind of true if you think about it. In two thousand three, if you went up to someone and you're like who do you know more songs by if you went into uh central catholic homeroom mm. 2003 yeah people would be like dude i don't i don't really know shit i know a few things about the beatles but uh i can name you every song on a fucking anniversary right exactly oh yeah we gotta play i gotta get uh your fucking best man speech from nick yeah you do they have a line of people asking for it so Nick texted me today saying that, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. So this is our first week back in, what, four weeks? Yeah, should we do the intro thing? Yeah, yeah. That doesn't matter anyway? Yeah. I'm so sure Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 148th episode of I'm So Surecast. I'm your Burley. I'm Hello, everybody. Worst intro ever. But yeah, go on. Um, Yeah, I forgot that we... We took a well. We were back last week, but due to a uh, unforeseen too, too many cooks in the kitchen type yeah. thing. Um, yeah, this has been a three week hiatus. We had to trash the episode because we didn't want to come back after a three week hiatus with that bullshit. Yeah, and the girls are fine. Joey was fine. It was just the the uh, you know it's like you like peanut butter, you like fucking pasta sauce, but you don't like them together on the same sandwich. Right. Yeah. And uh, so what we did was it was it was me, Tim, the ladies, Jessica and, and uh, Karen and Joey all trying to have a podcast 
uh, about the wedding. And what happened there was like, I have, you know, a story to tell about my perception of what happened. And then fucking Karen has her perception and then Jess has hers. And then Joey's just mumbling over everybody the entire time. And then just keeps derailing us. Fumbling with his microphone. And he kept doing this. The whole the whole two hours. So I was like, I'm not going to edit that out for fucking two hours. No. Also, while we're all just hopping over the timeline like fucking crazy. So what we'll do is, if you even want to do this. Yeah. Me and Tim Jim will go back over everything again from our perspective. And then like next week or some shit, the girls can come on. And we won't even be here, dude. They they will have two. There'll be two microphones and yeah, two people. Yeah, we can people. just go to fucking Twelve Ocean. And, and me and Tim are gonna fuck cocktails. off. Yeah, dude. And then they'll just have their own podcast about the the wedding. That'd be great. You know. Yeah, because it's the timeline thing. Because it was like a Quentin Tarantino pulp, yeah. pulp fiction. Uh, it's like timeline. Crash. Yeah, exactly. With ludicrous. It, yeah, you think Crash was ludicrous? No. Uh, the artist known as Ludacris. Oh, Isn't right. Isn't he in the film Crash? Yeah, I think so. That fucking cocky. Everybody monkey. loves Crash. Did you Do you like Crash? I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember liking it. Yeah, it's not bad. It's a little preachy. Yeah. But it's it's not bad. I mean, I haven't seen it in 10 years, at least. It's, it's a good... Well, the, the, the thing, the cloud overhanging that was at a one best picture in like 2005 or something. And everyone was all up in arms. Mm. But now that I fucking hate Hollywood, I like when they're disappointed. You know what's funny is I don't remember who won album of the, album of the year for any years. Yeah, because it was probably Beyonce. Other than Arcade Fire when they won. Oh, yeah. What was that, 2010 or something? Something like that. Maybe suburbs. it was later. That's the only time I ever knew who won album of the year. Yeah. Everything else before or after that, I have no idea. Well, because the Grammys are different because the... And by the way, when I talk highly about the Oscars, it's pre-2015. Right. Yep. That's, I think that's a given, to be honest. Because I used to fucking watch the Oscars all the time. You know what I love? So I fucking roll my eyes about this whole, like, oh, if you want to be... you If you want to be nominated for an Oscar, you need, a, you need to, you know, bean count this these amounts of races and genders mm. and all this shit right. to qualify. Yep. Normally, I'd, I'd roll my eyes at that because it is ridiculous. It is, yeah. But I love when the most the most annoying, preachy, pandering group in America is Hollywood. Yeah. I love when they're called racist. Right. I love when they're called sexist. Yes. Because they're going, what? What the fuck Me? are you talking about? And you go, I do? Yeah, this is the bullshit you do on the rest of us. Right. So I love when the shit boomerangs back on you and you guys get tarred with your own ridiculous bullshit. Right. But anyway, but the difference was, and this is where I'm going to say something good about the Oscars. Um, and I promise we will get into the wedding in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the Oscars always, again, pre-2016, right. tended to truly go by not just artistic merit, but the all-around who genuinely had the best film. So in 2012... Like a French film, silent film, the artist won. Yep. Right? Yep. So it didn't matter. This, that movie probably made a million dollars. And that's with all the Oscar buzz. Right. There's going to be movies like There Will Be Blood that was basically, if not, if No Country for Old Men didn't win, There Will Be Blood would have won in 07. 
tended to be pretty consistent with what a reasonable person that likes movies would say is the best album of the year. Of course. The Grammys is, with minor exception, they'll throw like back and Arcade Fire every now and again. And good people get nominated for Grammys, but typically the big ones, like album of the year, it's all people in the top 100. It's all right. Beyonce, Lady Gaga. So the Grammys are basically like if Transformers for one best picture. Right. It's basically just the blockbuster. It's like the Oscars of music if the Oscars only honored the biggest, most popular movies. Right, dude. Why did we bring this up again? Oh, because Crash? Yeah. Oh, because we were saying, because I thought of a corndog and then the... And then the movie Crash, because we were saying that when the girls were on, we were jumping timelines like the movie Crash. Right. So that's where we started. So Chili Dog. Chili Dog. Got it. And um, so, yeah. So the wedding was fantastic. We had hilarious um, things happen. Hilarity ensued. And it was just too much with the girls' timeline also, because they were in separate areas of the hotel. Right. And they didn't even know half of the shit that happened. So I'm. Tr- so I guess... To not be guilty of the same crime, we should start at the beginning. Yeah. Like Thursday. Yeah. Thursday, we drive up. Thursday, we drive up. We oh. arrived at the same exact time, pretty much. Yes. We pulled in, and there were Tim and Karen getting shit out of their car. Yes. And then we went to grab a late lunch. Yeah, and then they were like, we're hungry as fuck. And we we're like, oh, we could eat. You well, know? I was hoping the common man was going to be open, because I like their food fact. Oh, it's so good. And uh, I like that boiler room restaurant a lot. Very and, cool. And we could have just walked in there, but of course they don't open until 4 o'clock. Right. staffing issues. Let's go, mm, Brandon. Right. But um, so we go to this place down the street. Plymouth's actually a cool town. Yep. You know, there's a lot to do. They have the diagonal parking spaces that I like. Yeah. Is there? There's never going to be a charming town in America that doesn't have diagonal parking spaces right. in front of their storefronts. Right. Have you notice that? Yeah, I have. And you can send me pictures of a cool town without diagonal parking spaces but it won't be charming right and it looked like they filmed um i don't know they might have filmed a scene of joy at this fucking the movie joy right they might have filmed a scene in this town well you know what i like about it is it's not um i didn't there were no like fortune 100 businesses there like you walk in and it just said hardware store right and it was nice. And then they had like the trolley booth breakfast place and yes. like a, a ski shop. Yeah. And all of them are just like single floor businesses yep. with diagonal parking that are just on a main strip. Oh, it, it is just fantastic. Very movie-esque. It is fantastic. Um, so Did you hit a button or almost hit a button? I was about to. Then I said, no, it's not it. Right. And um, so we go to the fat cat. We go to the fat cat, fat with a PH. Right. Which is gay with right. a G. With a, yeah, with a G. Um, I thought the fat cat's food was pretty disgusting myself. I didn't look good, but I will say my chicken parm was really good. So what happened was you got the chicken parm, right? And I and me and Jess panicked and we just were like, ah, oh, just give us. We were like, what's the one thing no place can ever fuck up? Right. Chicken tender basket. Right. So like we'll get the chicken tender basket. Not good at all. They bring them. The chicken is like soggy, like no crunchiness whatsoever. Ugh. And like the breading just falls off of it. Ugh. And it's wet. And like I Yeah, ate, I don't like that. I at ate all. like half of one. 
And Jess just looks at me and she just shakes her head. She's like, you're not eating any more of that. And I was like, what? She's like, you're going to get fucking food poisoning the day before your your fucking best friend's wedding. And you're going to be in the room sick, throwing up and shitting your pants instead of at the fucking wedding. You're not eating any more of that. And I was like, fine. Yeah, I. Uh, well, Where the, she probably did save me, but we looked at the menu and it, the I was so hungry. The menu items were good. And then right when we went there, I could just tell like the food's probably not going to be good. But for some reason, my chicken parm was good. But I think I was like one of the only like three people that ate anything. And uh, but anyway, then and that was really because like, we arrived at an awkward time because it was right. like three o'clock. Yeah. When we went there. So we were like, just pick a random fucking restaurant. So we went there. And um, oh, so then we get back and the rehearsal starts at 530. Right. Joey shows up. At like 535. At like 5.35. With a backpack. With a backpack. So Joey is dating a... a well, his girlfriend, Teresa, came with him, um, obviously. But Joey was at the rehearsal by himself. And uh, even though we were going to dinner right after. Right. I don't know why he wouldn't just bring Teresa. So anyways, right. he shows up alone. I'm like, oh, is Teresa here? He's like, yeah, yeah, she's back at the hotel. And uh, Joey's wearing... He doesn't know how to do anything. Nothing. Joey's wearing his his suit dress shoes, so his his black dress shoes. The pants for the suit. The this, pan- is at, this is this is the, the pants from the wedding suit that he's supposed to be wearing tomorrow. This for, yes. for photos, etc. And then just a blue hoodie, yes. zip up hoodie, and he's got his his backpack. Hold up. And um, so the rehearsal takes about twenty minutes. Yep. The mayor. Is there running the show? Killed it. You know what I liked about um, the wedding coordinator is she just fucked off. Like, even the day of the wedding, she only appeared when you needed her, but, like, fucked off. Yeah. She's like, if you need me, come get me. Because I was in a wedding in April, and their fucking lady would just not, not leave up. you alone. Right. Like, guys, guys. Like, we, I didn't see Our Lady, like, more than three times. Right. She was just kind of, like, around. Yeah. And um, so... The mayor pretty much ran the rehearsal, which is great. Yep. And then, uh, so then we're like, all right, let's go to dinner. So Joey's like, where, where the fuck are we going? And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Joey, there's no place this entire, this entire stay that you will have to go that is outside of a three-mile radius. Right. So I'm like, it's the Covered Bridge Farm or covered something? Covered Bridge Restaurant or Pub. Pub? Farm Table? It was something like that. It was the covered bridge farm table table? I think it was the farm table fuck. So I'm like, we're going on the covered bridge farm table. It's literally one mile down the road. Right. Maybe not even. That wasn't far. Probably took us, th- yeah, maybe a mile because it probably took us three minutes to get there. So anyways, we go there. Everybody's there. There's probably, I think we invited like 40 to 50 people at the yeah. rehearsal dinner. Every single person that was just at the rehearsal showed up at this place at the exact same time. And that place was great because they kind of, it it wasn't uh, cut off. It was just, we just occupied like the entire middle portion of the restaurant. Yeah. And uh, they were all super nice. We had an area. So we're hanging out. We're drinking. Getting cocked. Getting cocked. Everybody's seeing each other. Relatives are meeting other relatives. Now that we're about to be legally married. Laughing, joking, having fun. Yeah, so then, so that started at six thirty, right? So now it's like 
7.20. Right. I'm like three and a half bourbons deep. And we're like, where the fuck is Joey? So now they put the food out for the buffet. And I'm like, where the hell is Joey? And then I'm looking around and every table. So there'd be like a single chair at this table that Joey doesn't know anybody at. And then another chair open at this table that he doesn't know anybody. Right. Which usually isn't like, a problem when you show up on time. Right. Because everyone kind of naturally goes like, what? It works itself out. Right. So now I'm like, Joey and Therese are coming. They need to sit at this table because this is everyone who knows right. them. And there's no fucking room. Right. So because of this asshole, I have to ask the waitress if I can move one of the tables. She was super friendly about it. But now she feels obligated to help me move it. I'm like, no, no, no. I'll just grab. Uh, I was planning on just grabbing you or Eric or somebody. Right. And she's like, no, no, no I got it. So now we have this giant fucking four foot long table hanging off the end of ours just for two people. To sit right. On. So now it's just it just it's it's a it's an eyesore and it's like just fucking weird. shit. And then fucking Joey shows up right as everyone starts to help themselves to the buffet, and then. This fucking guy. And then so, he usually says something like, oh, you guys shouldn't have waited for me. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck? And you know what he did? He left the rehearsal, went back to the hotel room, showered, changed into the exact same outfit. Yep. Same wedding pants. Right. Same sh- same wedding shoes. Same blue hoodie. And then Teresa said she was just waiting for him for like two hours. Not literally two hours. Probably 45 minutes. And... um. And then they bring so they so Joey's just showing up, so they have to bring him the salad that everybody else got. Right. And um, there's this little red thing on top of his salad, and he's like, "What the fuck is this? Is this a tomato or what the fuck?" And then uh, Teresa goes, "It's a pepper gel," and he goes, "Nah, that's not a fucking pepper." And then JL's putting in his drink order, two seats down. The waitress is taking it, and Joey yeah. interrupts him. He goes, so "Yeah, I'll excuse me." Uh, oh. Excuse me, uh, what is this? And she goes, oh, it's a pepper. And he goes, ah, it's a pepper, huh? And then I'm watching this idiot in a weird way. It's like how sci- it's like how Fauci's scientists must have watched the beagle after they injected it with some fucking <laughs> horrific injection where you're just there with a clipboard observing. And he puts this thing in his mouth. He gives it like three like cow chews. because kind of gnashing it. Yeah. And then I see his every muscle in his face freeze. And then he stands up with his napkin and he's looking around and then just spits the tiny pepper out into the napkin. So there's a thing that Joey does in restaurants. So first of all, the last time I was in a restaurant and took a bite of something and then it came back out of my mouth doesn't happen often. But I'd say every time Joey's at a restaurant, it's like every time yeah. he's always spitting shit into a napkin. And he doesn't just like, you know, at, while sitting at the table, pull up the napkins, fucking spitting it. And then like nobody notices. He like looks around over his shoulder for like a couple minutes while still chewing the thing and then stands up and then like and then like tries to act natural and like wander to like a corner of the room. And obviously right. everyone's like, what the fuck is this kid doing? Yeah. He and then he more attention. And then while he's standing in the corner of the room, like spits in the napkin, still looking around creepily. Right. And then comes back over thinking that nobody noticed. Right. The guy who can't stop spitting out food at restaurants is nervous to to he's embarrassed right. when people are looking at him. Yeah. Um so then so now it's like we stay there till like nine o'clock 
and every place is closed. I got fucking cocked. And uh, so we're like, what the fuck? Everyone's all horny to drink and party. And uh, everyone's all lubed up. Mm. And uh, every place closes at fucking nine. So then we find this sports bar down the road that's open till 1 a.m. So we're like, everybody did this fuck. I forget what it's called. Everybody over there. So everyone's like, all right. So everybody just f- goes right there. Turns out it's like ladies' night or something. So they're like, oh, we're all packed. So we're like, all right. So then they go, try that place. There's a place right next door. And it's this fucking enormous sports bar that's like completely empty. Yeah. And we're like, what the fuck? It was it was the luckiest thing ever. And the door was held open by a plastic snow shovel. Yes, exactly. And because uh, their door holder probably is fucking collecting now. Right. Now they needed a fucking shovel. Right. But if you can be replaced by a shovel, you probably should be replaced by a shovel. Right. Yeah. Um, that is true. Goddamn door holders. But the... Uh, right. So then we walk into this giant bar that we're able to just commandeer, like the 30 people. Mm. And then there's fucking karaoke. Yeah. It was... Just so happens to be. It was like fate. It was. It's like destiny. Yeah. And um, so anyway, now we're in this giant karaoke bar. Everybody's having a great time. Kibbidee's buying rounds. You're buying your own uh, rounds because you didn't get the memo. <laughs> You're getting cocked off bourbon. Yep. Uh, my cousin Mike's there talking to Crookie for like two hours. Yeah. They're having a grand old time. Crook was probably punching him a bunch. You and I go up. We do Cecilia karaoke. Yep, we did. The girls went up and sang uh, the I Low Places song. I got friends in low. And we have a great fucking time for about two hours. So now it's probably 11, maybe an hour and a half, 10, 30, 11. Right. We are having a great fucking time. And then we're like, all right, let's go back, fucking rest up for tomorrow. Yep. We're walking out. Everyone just had a grand old time. We look, And the whole time everyone's like, where's Joey? As we're walking to our cars, Joey is in his car idling, going, so where, where are we going? Fucking idiot. He went back to the hotel after dinner. So, re- goes to the rehearsal, goes back to the hotel, showers, changes into the same outfit, is late for the rehearsal dinner, then goes from the rehearsal dinner back to the hotel, goes for a swim, changes into the exact same clothes again, and then goes to meet up with us at like 11 o'clock when everybody's done. Right. And then we go to Karen's room. That's where everybody went. I don't know if you went. John Crook was so cocked. I don't think I did. No, I didn't. So we go to Karen's room, and we party there till like 1 o'clock. Jesus Christ. So then I'm like, all right, I got to fucking go to bed. We're getting married tomorrow. And, and so Karen's like, yeah, all right, guys, uh, I got to go to bed. So Karen kicks everybody out. As I'm leaving, Joey is at the door with like a uh, like a six-pack. Fucking kid, dude. <laughs> he came back, went like in his room. Watch TV for like 45 minutes and then tried to get into the after party. Like, why? I have no fucking idea. Just go from place to place. You don't need a buffer in between every place. Ridiculous. Just so like when we were at fucking uh, the Tuscan Sea Grill. Well, first of all, we go to the fucking <laughs> the place to get our suits. And then we go to the Tuscan Sea Grill. Joey's late to the Tuscan Sea Grill. <laughs> we all drove there basically in a line of cars. And because the Tuscan Sea Grill is like 
300 yards from the tux place. Right. He somehow shows up late. Then we go from there to the fucking uh, a bar that's, again, 300 feet away. He shows up an hour later. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing between everything? And how do you not have like anxiety that you're going to miss the whole plan? And then he, he'll get there and be like, oh, dude, it was fucked up. I went to this other place to get gas and like they didn't even have gas. So then like I fucking had to go to another place and I tried to give them like my card, but they only take cash. So I had to fucking like go find a fucking ATM. It's like, dude, wh- he bitches about it as if you- Joey's like the Middle East. <laughs> no other single country in the world can get along with them, but they never stop to think maybe we're the fucking problem. <laughs> Every time Joey's late, he has a story about these incompetent morons. <laughs> and it's like, dude, maybe you're the fucking problem. Right. <laughs> um, but anyways. So anyway, so now. So rehearsal night is over. So now it's the day of the wedding. Mm. I wish I had a little here comes the bride music or something. Um, so we wake up. You're hungover as fuck. So fucking hungover. Because of all the bourbon. So much bourbon. Uh, so you wake up, you grab like a breakfast burrito. Fuck. Yeah. So I, I wake up, Eric's already like chipper and bright and I'm, and I just, he just sees me and goes, Jesus Christ. (laughs) And I go, dude, I need food. He's like, eat half of this burrito that I have this breakfast burrito. I was like, okay. So I just fucking ate it. And then I'm like, I need coffee real bad. He's like, oh, there's some downstairs. Cause he already had like two cups. So then we just like go down in the lobby where there's all this coffee. And we just sat on the couch by the fire and I just was hung over and we just chilled. And then you may resume. All right. So we have a giant groomsman group chat. We do. That's been going on since this whole fucking wedding thing started. Many weeks. And um, so I had texted everybody maybe at like 10 o'clock a.m. Yeah. And I was like, all right, the shuttle is taking us to the mm-hmm. wedding venue at 1.30 for the first look. Yep. So... I was like, let's just meet in fucking your room. Yeah. And hang out. Hang out. Because that's what you do when you're in a wedding. That is what you do. Because the girls start getting ready at like the crack of dawn. Right. The guys can sleep in till whenever. Right. And then, you know, you typically go to someone's room and you f- drink beer and sh- talk ragtime. Right. And that's what all the normal people did. Right. Yeah. So, so right after Tim sent that text at 10 whatever, it, it was like a swarm of bees. Everybody came to my room. Yeah. And all the groomsmen just hung out. In my room all fucking day. Yep. Except for Joey. And now, so now it's like 12, 15. And well, I, so then also this message was for Joey. Right. But he sent it in the group chat to not single Joey out and said, hey, make sure you are in this room with your fucking tuxedo on by 12, 15. Right. And you sent that at 11:40. Right. Okay. So now it's 12, 15. And it's not like we even heard from Joey, like, I'll be late. We just don't hear from Joey at all. Not at all. Not a single time the whole day. <laughs> of the <laughs> wedding. He, he's in the fucking wedding today. Haven't heard from him once. And uh, so we're just still shooting the shit, and uh, we're having a good time. We are having a good time. And uh, now it's like 1230, and I text Joey individually, and I go, dude, where are you? We're, you got to be the shuttle comes at fucking one thirty, dude. Like you got to be in this room just so I know you're alive. Alive. No response. 
And then I text him too. I was like, Joey, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't come to this room in like like five minutes ago. So now it's... And then he responds to me. He goes, I'm taking a shit, dude. What? Oh, fuck. Oh, I... Hold on. Or something like that. So, and I wish... This is the part I wish Joey was here to explain. He did explain it last week, but it's it's a lost cause. But um, so now it's like 1245. And now I'm like, all right, dude, what the fuck? And then so Joey shows up with his suit in the fucking bag. And uh, so he's just in like normal, he's in jeans and a t-shirt. So he shows up, everybody's laughing, like, all right, dude, you finally made yeah, it, put whatever. put your fucking shit on, since we all are wearing suits and have already taken photos. So, and I'm telling this from my perspective, because I know you, I know he made you guys aware when he entered the room of what was going on. Yeah. But from my perspective, I have no fucking idea. Right. So I, I see Joey show up. Um, I hear the bathroom door close, so I'm just like, all right, he's changing in there. And by the way, we're all standing in our fucking three-piece suits. Right. Well, Jake's in a two-piece, but. Um, <laughs> so now I'm like taking a like a sigh of relief because I'm like, all right, everybody's found everybody's Joey. accounted for. Yep. Not that I really fucking cared if it was anyone but Joey. If it was anybody else that was not answering, I'd be like, all right, they're It'll probably be fine. just fucking. Yeah. Happy. But with Joey, I'm like, I can literally see him being two hours late to the first look. Right. And then bitching at me about how I didn't properly schedule it. Yeah. So, anyway, I think Joey's in the bathroom changing. And the rooms at the common man have these little, like, nook, these little, like, reading area things. Yeah. So, I'm in there. And uh, I'm talking to John. And then John just goes, ah, look at this. And he points out the window and it's Joey in jeans and t-shirt outside in front of the hotel just smoking a cigarette. And I'm thinking he's in the bathroom 10 feet behind me. Right. Luckily, at the common, the window's actually fucking open. Yeah, which was great. So I open the window and I go, Joey, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he's acting like all like, oh. And then, so then you guys inform me that he doesn't have a shirt. Right. So here's what happened. Joey, whoa, Joey showed up to the wedding. Knowing he did not have a white button-up shirt, because well, you tell the story about the storage uh, thing that he. Threw yeah. Out. So, so first of all, you know you're going to be in a wedding for like a year, right? So, no point over that entire year, you get yourself a fucking white-collared shirt. Joey claims. I just thought everyone had a white-collared shirt. Well, according to Joey, he does have a white-collared shirt. Oh right. right. It's just in storage in a box somewhere. So he figured that on his way up to the wedding, which is a two-hour drive, he would swing by the storage unit real quick and dig his wrinkled, shitty, white-collared shirt out of whatever box <laughs> probably from, was in. Probably from 2014 when he was 15 pounds right. <laughs> So, of course, he gets to a storage unit and is frantically digging through the probably hundreds of boxes that are there, can't find his white shirt. So then he goes, ah, fuck it. I'll just buy one up there. I'm sure he stores a white shirt. Yeah. Like, just keep the one white shirt at your house. I'm sure it's keeping up that much. And wouldn't you have checked in storage, like, I don't know, a week? Yeah. A month prior to the fucking wedding? Three months. I don't give a fuck. A day. Even earlier in the day. Right, yeah. Even Wednesday. Yeah. For fuck's sake. Um, So he obviously can't find the shirt and is like, oh, I'll just buy one up when I get up there in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. So that's that was his plan. So he so he's up there 
at the rehearsal dinner, swimming in the swimming pool, showering a million times in the same day, knowing... Watching TV. Knowing the whole time that the wedding is in less than 24 hours, and he doesn't have a white shirt to go with the suit. And he's in the fucking wedding. (laughs) So then... He sleeps in until 10.30 on the day of the wedding. Yep. Again, sleeps like a baby somehow knowing he's in a wedding in five hours and doesn't have a, sh- and doesn't have a shirt. And he's in the middle of nowhere. Near, so near. he's then he like he's just watching TV. He goes downstairs with Teresa. He grabs breakfast, eats it in the fucking lobby, goes back upstairs, keeps watching TV. Now it's like 11.40. He gets a text that he doesn't pay attention to because it's on Do Not Disturb. He's Everyone has group chats on Do Not Disturb. You still figure out if you're in a chat that was com- invented to describe this day, right? You think you can ignore it on any other fucking day, right? But uh, you'd think that this would be the time to open up your phone, right? And then, so this is what happens. So now it's like twelve fifteen. And he casually gets up to take a shit in the hotel. And um, that's when you text him. Yeah, that's when he finally goes, And according oh. to Joey, he starts flipping out. Going, yeah. Jesus, what the fuck? Then he starts barking at Teresa. And he's like, you got to go to fucking Kohl's right now. You got to go to a store and get me this shirt. These guys are fucking freaking out at me. Yeah, as basically. If, as if we were like some unfair boss that gave him an unreasonable deadline right. for an assignment. Yes. So now it's Teresa's fault. Yeah. So now Teresa has to go from store to store to store looking for white t-shirts, uh, white button downs. So she either can't find button downs that are white and or button downs that are white in his size. So she's going from store to store to store. So Joey's outside smoking a cigarette, calling Teresa, flipping out on her. Meanwhile, I'm opening the windows, hollering down at him. Right. So now the jig is up. I know that he doesn't have a shirt. Right. So he comes back to the room. And again, the trolley. So now at this point, it's it's probably ten past one. The trolley comes to take the guys to the venue at one thirty, and then the girls come at two o'clock for the first look. Yeah. So Joey has less than an hour before he's actually in photographs. Right. <laughs> so now he just he comes back up. He changes into the full three piece suit. But he's wearing a white T-shirt, so he's wearing a black blazer, black vest, black pants, and a white blazer. I'm uh, sorry, uh, white T-shirt. Yep. And <laughs> so then the fucking trolley comes, picks us up, and Joey's not stressed out. Not at all. stressed at all. God, I he's, envy his life. The whole time he's just sitting in the fucking trolley, being like, "Can't believe you motherfuckers were hanging out all day in that room. Like, didn't even fucking tell me." We're like, "Joey, <laughs> there's a fucking text message group." And then he he's fucking, like, oh, you guys had fucking like breakfast too in that room? What the fuck? Can't believe it. It's like Joey. And then he goes, you guys all have fucking tie clips. I didn't even get a fucking tie clip. I'm like, Joey, first of all, you're not wearing a tie because I don't have a fucking shirt. And B, I did bring you one, but you were so fucking late that I wasn't going to reward bad behavior by giving you a tie clip for the tie you're not wearing. And I will say, even though I sound really mad going over it, even at the time, we did all appreciate the humor. Oh, yeah, it was like, hilarious. It was 
We were like, my thing was like, I don't give a fuck what you do, but Karen is going to murder me right. if one of my groomsmen is in a fucking Fruit of the Loom T-shirt. But and while we're picture. yeah, and while we're laying into Joey, he's like, dude, I'm doing you guys all a fucking favor right now, Tim. I'm doing you a huge favor. I'm taking all the stress off you and putting it on me, dude. I'm doing this for you. And we're like, Joey. <laughs> Just admit you fucked up. Uh, it's fucking hilarious, though. And then he pulls out this little nip of this grape <laughs> grape liqueur that he drinks. And he, so he pulls out this nip, and he hates the taste of alcohol so much, so he, he like, un, undoes the top and then, like, just closes his eyes and just cocks his head back and forces him to drink it. And then he just grimaces so hard, and he looks disgusted. And then takes a bunch of sips of Gatorade. And then John Crook... Is just watching this. John's sitting opposite, uh, the opposite bus seat from him, just going, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then, so now we're in the fucking place, and the same day I got a call that basically an entire table can't come because they all tested positive for COVID. Um, and uh, big surprise, they're all vaccinated. Oh, big surprise! But yeah, the vaccinated people. So the vaccinated people couldn't go to the wedding because they could spread COVID. But you should get vaccinated so you don't spread COVID. Anyway, the uh, so then I'm dealing with that. Joey's still there in this fucking fruit of the loom suit. And which, if you're one of these fucking people that under that doesn't understand how this works, if you say you're going to a wedding and you just don't show up, the bride and groom still have to pay for your dinner, which is like at least a hundred and fifty dollars per person. So now it's like. Uh, at least $1,300 worth of food is basically being thrown away. Right. So you may that, resume. Sorry. No, it's true. So I'm like fucking dealing with that. I'm like, I'm not even going to tell Karen because she's got enough shit going on. And then, uh, so Joey somehow, and I think this is why he never gets stressed out because he's like Mr. Magoo wandering blindly down the street, somehow avoids all obstacles because as the girls are about to be on their trolley coming down, Teresa pulls up, flings the plastic wrap shirt out the window to Joey, and he fucking, by the time the girls get here, he looks like he's just one of us. Yeah. He's got the full suit with the white collared shirt. And I had ties like, yeah, down. looks great. And I had like texted Jess while we were on the trolley. I was like, "Don't tell Karen," but Joey still doesn't have a fucking shirt. And the be- dude, the best fucking part is, Joey kept saying, "This is my favorite fucking part." Joey kept saying, "Well, you fucking guys said that we weren't leaving till one thirty. Like, you know, I didn't have to be ready till one I'm like, Joey, we're on the bus. It's one forty-five, and you still aren't wearing a fucking shirt. Right? It doesn't make any sense. So what's the point of this argument? It doesn't make any sense. And he kept fucking saying it over and over. And yeah. I was like, Joey, what was your plan, dude? Right. Even if that was the case, the predicament is the same. Right. And uh, so then we do the pictures. And uh, at first, it's this nice little flurry coming down. It's very like, photo- oh, beautiful. photogenic flurry. Yep. And then it turns into a fucking 25 mile an hour wind hailstorm. Right. And uh, it's cold as fuck. It is cold as fuck. We're all huddled in this little cabin, which is actually kind of fun because luckily fucking PJ brought a bunch of trulies and shit. So and I'm all- like, and uh, yeah, which is another fucking point we got to touch on. And I'm like, how the fuck is Nick not freezing? Oh, yeah. Because he was outside the entire time just like taking photos and like chilling outside. Playing with his drone. Playing with his drone. I'm like, dude, how is he not so fucking cold? Because it was literally like 10 degrees. I was so curious as to why he was outside with the drone because I was like, how are you choosing to do that? Right. And then at dinner, I discovered 
he was wearing long johns under all his clothes. Yeah. And I was like, you fucking son of a bitch. Yeah, he was nice and toasty. Smart man. He was like, I mean, at dinner he was dying. Yeah, because the barn was like probably 80 degrees. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, you said uh, PJ brought Trulies, and so we were in the cabin. Yeah, then we did that. Uh, the fucking ceremony was really funny. Well, so short and funny. So chilling, so chilling in the cabin, right? The cabin is, is tiny. It's, it's literally called the tiny cabin. It's called the tiny cabin. It's gotta be 15 feet by 15 feet. And there's, uh, 20 something people in there. Right. So we're fucking packed in like sardines, right? Yep. This is also when we start to get absolutely fucking starving little peckish little peckish um and so the sorry my brain is fucking fried um the maid of honor that's the word i'm looking for yes the maid of honor uh had the foresight and she was like oh during fucking weddings when you're in the wedding party and like the girls are in the fucking room getting red getting their makeup and hair done all fucking day obviously everyone gets hungry right so what I'll do is, is I'll send my, my husband, PJ. Listen, PJ does fucking everything. Like, sh- she'll be like, PJ, go go fucking drive two hours away and pick up fucking drinks I gotta be like, everyone. Karen, the fucking stupid hotel bathroom's clogged. PJ, right. PJ. PJ comes in, fixes the problem. Every fucking single time. He just fixes whatever the problem is. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere with a solution. We're like, Jesus Christ. He's very... um. That's the word I'm looking for. Attentive or... Uh, yeah, Eric used it the other day. I'll find it. Okay. Um, but the the guy's a fucking shining accommodating. star. Accommodating. Oh, very accommodating. He's a shining star. So he walks in at like 10 a.m. into the, into my room and is like, hey, guys, I, I brought you some sandwiches since you guys are going to be like in here hanging out all day. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's a, that's a really fucking good idea. And it's like a big tray of sandwiches and then another tray of like a banana bread and bagels and all that shit, right? Mind you, this is after I just ate breakfast, so kind of felt bad. Um, yeah, but he didn't know. Didn't know. So then I'm looking at the I tray. I think a lot of the breakfast, not a lot, but uh, quite a few items on the breakfast tray did get eaten. Yes. So I was like, all right, For well, sure. we're, not, we're not that. We're a total dick. Yeah. And I did see PJ wheeling the food in the lobby when I was super hungover with Nick, with uh Eric, and that's when then you text us when we're like, hey, PJ's going to drop food off. And we're like, oh, fuck. So then we ran up to the room. But I knew that was my bad because I fucking didn't tell anybody. Nah, well, whatever. But when I saw him wheeling the cart, it had like delicious looking sandwiches, like roast beef and shit. That's what I was expecting. And I saw those and was like, fuck, those look so good. I wonder where those are going. That's what the fucking girls got? I was like, those are probably going to the girls, right? Then you text us. You're like, PJ's got food. He's dropping off in the room. I was like, oh, fuck. So me and Eric ran up to the room. PJ was like outside. He's like, here's here's a tray of sandwiches. So I'm like, okay. So I look at the tray of sandwiches, and every single option is a mayonnaise-based sandwich. It's it's a white Yeah, it's just just a white, a white sea plop on bread. Of mayonnaise, right? And here's the options that were presented. Lobster salad. So naturally lobster and mayonnaise mixed mixed together. Uh tuna salad. Egg salad. Um, a lot there, of salads. And there might have been a chicken salad. I don't think there was, though. I think it was just those three. So those three, I think we can all agree, are the most fucking disgusting sandwiches in existence. <laughs> so now we have the three most disgusting sandwiches known to man 
in the room at 10 a.m. <laughs> that nobody wants to eat. And since they're mayonnaise-based, they got to be refrigerated or you can get fucking food poisoning from mayonnaise being out in a warm environment, right. correct? So they sit on the counter for a few hours. What is mayonnaise? Eggs and eggs. fucking... Yeah, eggs a- is the thing that I always think is like the... Yeah. You know, the wild card, right? Yeah. So they sit there on the counter for a few hours, and by the time we're all really hungry, so hungry, in fact, that I might eat one of the world's shittiest types of sandwiches, <laughs> I'm like, well, I can't eat it now. It's been sitting here for like four hours, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I can't complain because the guy went out of his way to do it, and the gesture right. is much appreciated. Very much. But like you said, I was expecting like roast beef, turkey, like, you know, kind of the staple lunch yeah. sandwiches. So then later, when we're all fucking starving in the hut, and Jess is like, I'm fucking literally going to pass out if I don't eat something. I'm like, what do you mean? You guys got like fucking roast beef sandwiches and shit. And she's like, oh, yeah, like I didn't want that. I was like, are you fucking kidding? We could have just traded. I would The things I would have done for a fucking beef flap oh my in my mouth. Fucking God. But fuck. still, even then, that tray of sandwich had been sitting, sandwiches had been sitting in this room for four hours. Yeah, like normal sandwiches doesn't really bother me. Right. But mayonnaise... Cause I feel like if Tuna that, salad. I feel like if it was that dangerous, like everyone would just be dead. Lobster all the salad. time. But those, yeah, right, I, uh, right. And the thing, the thing with a wedding is, you, you don't want to toy with anything that no. could physically. The the risk to reward baseline is like, it's got to be like you really need something like dry and salty to yeah. eat. Before a wedding. Right. You're not chanting anything. No, you don't want to even risk being indisposed. Right. And um, seafood and mayonnaise and stuff. And again, not complaining because the guy went out of his way to do it. Paid for it himself. We didn't pay for any of that. Nothing. Great, great, great guy. Fantastic. Frankly, a very good guy. Not the best. um, But uh, yeah, so we were all hungry. To be honest, I probably wouldn't have eaten much of whatever he brought. Cause, like the whole wedding, like I'm, I've never. I don't think I've ever gotten sick due to food, except uh, twice actually I have. But it was like 15 years ago. Yeah. So it's not like a reality based. It's not a personal based fear. Yeah. It's just like, all right. I know on the wedding day I don't want to fuck with anything. That right. Remotely send my body into uh, a necessary. That's why Jess wouldn't let me evacuation. eat the chicken fingers. Right. He's like, you're not fucking risking it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, fine. Yeah, it's more of like a. Uh, I'm trying to think of what like the perfect, a uh, a uh, uh, roast beef sandwich is pretty up there with like the best things to probably have. Right. Because it satisfies you. You want very bread heavy things. You right. Wanna, you want like. Because the thing with roast beef sandwiches is it's probably eighty percent bread. Mm. The thing with an egg salad sandwich is it's probably fifty percent bread. Right. So you're getting a lot more contents than the bread. Right. And I like a nice bready sandwich. Ooh. Yeah. BLT would be a great meal before the Oh, that'd be nice. Nice, dry. Yeah. Imagine they brought fucking BLTs. Jesus Christ. Fucking kidding. But, um, so yeah, then we go into the ceremony. The mayor was very funny. Very funny. And it was very brief. Very brief. The thing, well, I actually had like shit to do and read and candles to light and all shit. Right. Oh yeah, the other funny thing with Joey is, so when I did my vows, we're doing the vows. So I, so now Joey's standing behind me. All you guys are. Yep. Because now we're in the ceremony. The ceremony has officially begun. Yep. 
Um, and I can just hear Joey the whole fucking time. And um, the well, what I liked about the ceremony is that it was like funny. Like it wasn't this serious, solemn thing. Right. It just felt like all right, we're in a fucking room. Let's yeah. just like fucking bang this out. Right. And um, so everyone's kind of just like on. Like I feel like everyone in the groomsmen line was just like making little asides, which were funny. Yeah. Um, but no one was like respectfully bowing their heads and right, which really fucking pissed me off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but so when we're doing the vows, I said something that caused a laugh, and I hear Joey goes, "All right, Jesus, wasn't that fucking funny?" <laughs> which made me laugh. And then, and then we did the, uh, and then we did the uh, unity unity candle. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I light Karen's no problem for some reason. My fucking candle just isn't lighting. And it's not like the at first I thought it was like. You would think because it's cold and the lighter, but the lighter was fine. Yeah. You'd think it was like the lighter would keep flicking and that's the problem. Right. But it was the wick. I couldn't get the fucking wick. Fucking And I feel like I always pulled it away right before I should have just let it stay. God damn it. So anyways, it it takes me like seven tries to light this candle. And right behind me, I I just hear Joe go, Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) (laughs) So then now I'm laughing. Anyway, ceremony worked out, uh, worked out great. It was a little fucking cold fuck but freezing but uh but i think it'll it'll be more photogenic because it was fucking yeah, cold i think so so i guess no one really remembers being cold at this point so i guess it kind of worked out right i mean you remember being cold but no one has to relive the misery of being right cold. um and then i love how originally they were like oh yeah uh before the ceremony all the groomsmen are going to stand outside right here yeah. While the mayor does like a ten minute speech, and this is when it's full on blizzard with twenty five mile an hour, and then runs. we just barge, and in we're all just it. standing outside going "fuck this," and yeah, we just yeah. like barge in. And um, but then after this, after the ceremony, we go back to the cabin, and yeah. that's when like three waiters like bring in like hors d'oeuvres, and oh. we nearly murdered those yeah. fucking people. The fucking bacon wrapped scallops and the whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, then we went to the fucking reception, and the band was great, and band was uh, great. we had a great fucking time. Food was fucking great. Yeah. My speech was like... Oh, dude, your fucking speech... Was like the main event. Like, the So f- I'm biased not only, one, because I picked you, so it's like yeah. a good choice. Two, I'm the subject of the speech. Right. So I've got a lot of bias in favor of your speech, but I will say that was the best best man speech i've ever seen i mean i felt like a celebrity for the rest of the fucking night i'll be honest because you had the confidence of like bill burr oh and the charm of bill cosby no i'm just kidding oh jesus about the second part but the um um dude it was so one you memorized the whole fuck memorize it right off the top of my head i don't know if you tie it but that was probably a three four minute speech yeah it was about three and a half minutes yeah so and you had the confidence of a fucking stand-up. Like Mark the Shark. That was funnier than anything Mark the Shark's ever done. Yeah. Which is like being the tallest right, midget. But yeah. um, it was funny. Everyone was laughing. Dude, you had re- laughter throughout the whole thing. Rest were, of the weekend, people just were coming up to me. Yeah. Just fucking pat me on the back. And you were like, doing oh. like stage work. Yeah. It's going to look great on camera. I hope so. And um, well, it was perfect too because the mayor's table... With Mike, Gina, and Anna, was like perfectly placed because everyone, you didn't have to be there to find all the Anna Fair references, like musicians, celebrity things, right? Funny. Yeah. But like it, the fact that they specifically knew and got an extra kick out of it, it was like perfect that they were like front row. Right. 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 
Um, oh my god, that was hilarious, dude. Yeah, it's gonna be tough, dude. Yeah, it's your boy. Yeah, it was fucking great. Well, when we get the tape, we'll we'll play it on the uh, podcast. Yeah, we will. I should get it soon, I'd imagine. Probably will, dude. Probably fucking Well, Nick will. texted me today that uh, he's putting on the final edits and should have it either tonight or... Uh, Fuck yeah, dude. Or uh, tomorrow. Fuck yeah. Oh, and... Uh, That'll be great, fuck. Do some mild backtracking here. But... Um, Checking my email now to see if he sent it. Joey obviously brings his fucking backpack everywhere, right? Yeah. So I Every, Literally everywhere. Everywhere. Like, he had it with him, like, at the wedding. We're like, Joey, you have to leave it. He brought it to the ceremony. Yeah. We're like, you can't have that up when... Oh, you- it was often so hard when we were doing the rehearsal and they put the table for the unity candles. They <laughs> yeah. they moved it to a spot that it would make sense. Yeah, and, yeah. And Joey goes, fuck, that's where I was supposed to... He goes, that's where I was going to put my backpack. <laughs> Dude, I'll give it to Joey. Like, you want to fucking strangle him to death a lot of the times, but he kills me he makes me laugh so my, fucking hard. so like every single day of the wedding weekend my throat hurts so bad because joey made me laugh so hard so nonstop. <laughs> yeah. he honestly he makes me laugh harder than anybody else right. like he's worth the price of admission which is possibly fucking up your whole day right but so he's always got the backpack and then I'm pretty sure it's Bud's dad that was like, so like when you get this brand new shirt fresh out of the package, that's going to be wrinkled to shit. Like, what's your fucking plan? <laughs> and Joey was like, oh, no, I have like de-wrinkling spray in my backpack. We're like, oh, oh fucking okay. He doesn't have a shirt, but he has de-wrinkling spray. Which de-wrinkling spray is like the, the most prepared thing you could ever fucking carry right. around. Like, right. If you have that, you probably also have a set of matches and a fucking Bowie knife with you. Right. But um, so... So when Teresa pulled in with the shirt, I'm like watching through the window. Joey's just like hunched over in the back seat, like doing shit. He's probably like removing the tags and shit. And then I see him walk in just holding his backpack. I'm like, Joey, where the fuck is the shirt? Because he still doesn't have it. And like the girls are showing up in two minutes. He's like, I got it. I got it. I'm like, and where the fuck is it? Balled up in your fucking backpack right now? <laughs> like at least just carry it in. I don't even fucking know. And his he, tie was at like the bottom of the backpack. Yeah. So he's just stuffed this shit in the backpack to walk it into the fucking building so he could change. Turns out he doesn't have the de-wrinkling spray. Uh, go, big fucking surprise. So he puts his suit, his shirt on. It's fine. But then Bud goes, Joey, I've got to ask, dude, what the fuck is in your backpack, man? And he's like, oh, well, let's, fu- let's go through it. So first thing he <laughs> pulls up. Is this in the up, cabin or at the barn? This was in the barn. Okay. And he still, like, hadn't even fully put his shirt on yet at this point, I don't think. So he pulls out the first item. I really was hoping a loaded Glock would be in there. I don't want to joke, but he carries his fucking loaded firearm in the backpack. Wait, I was joking about that. At all times, he has a loaded firearm in that fucking backpack. So Joey fucking... (laughs) Did I step on your lines? Were you going to say that or were you going to refrain? I was was probably going to leave it out, but... That was too perfect. I had to fucking confirm. Uh, so he, the first thing he pulls out, headlamp. And he puts it on. And what? He, like, he puts it on his head. He like turns a, it on. Like a coal miner's headlamp? Yeah. He goes, I got this headlamp. You never know. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. Are you fucking kidding me? So he's got that. He has no shirt for the wedding, but he has a fucking headlamp. Yeah. A headlamp. A Glock. <laughs> then he has like an old, like a, like a market basket bag in there or something. <laughs> then he had... Uh, he had Pocky, which is like <laughs> these little, I guess it's like a Japanese thing, I'm guessing. It, it, it's like a little box of like pretzel sticks. 
like 20 pretzel sticks that are like dipped in whatever flavor like you get. Like strawberry frosting. Right. So these ones were dipped in like strawberry frosting. And then that ended up coming in handy because Jess later everyone found out so he had the Pocky and she was like, oh my fuck, you're holding out on us? And then like yeah, yeah. everyone stood around eating a pretzel stick each. Um, so he was that he saved the day there barely. But uh, he had that. And then he had, oh fuck. What was Wait, that so that thing? explains... Well, I want I want restate it. Yeah, but that explains why the backpack never leaves his sight. Never leaves his sight because he can't legally he can't. abandon right. it. Right, exactly. Uh, I forget what the fuck else was in the bag. It was like a Tide stick or something like that. But it was like nothing, nothing in the bag was something he needed at any point throughout any of the days he was there. So just don't bring the fucking bag. Right. Leave your gun at home or lock it in the car or something. So Pocky's headlamp, loaded Glock, de-wrinkling spray? De-wrinkling spray was not there. He forgot it at home. Oh, he, he didn't have he it. He didn't have it. Okay. But there, imagine there came a time where a, a crazy fucking person came into the wedding and Joey shot the guy and like saved everyone. And we go, no, no, no. But they, they cut the power and we go, we need... Joey goes, I'll save the day. And we go, all right, you're the, you're the guy with the gun, but you're going to need both hands so you can't carry a flashlight and look around for the guy. <laughs> and then he goes, he don't worry, dude. Got this covered. Puts on a fucking puts headlamp. On a headlamp. Cocks the gun. Uses both hands to illustrate yeah. the utility of the headlamp. Right. And then what he does is then he, and then he, uh, and then he tosses the pocky on the floor. Yeah. So when the perpetrator is in the pitch black, he can hear him crunching around. Yeah. Whip the headlamp to illuminate him and then shoot him. Yeah. Save everybody. And then Joey just saves the fucking day. <laughs> fucking guy, dude. Oh. And then like in the cabin, it was so small, but there was a bathroom. So Joey just was standing in the bathroom. And he kept like being like pretending that was like his his room. So then anytime someone was like, yeah, can I use the bathroom? He's like, come on. You're fucking serious. <laughs> this is like my house. It was funny. Ah, oh, fucking guy. But then he was in there like secretly eating Pocky, just like laughing. And I was like, Joey, what the fuck? You got food, dude? And then it got out that he had food. And then he so then so everybody like everybody's in the room, the whole wedding party, plus the four parents. So it's super tight quarters and uh the maid of honor's little kid who's like three. And there's a TV in there and it has fuck <laughs> and it has Netflix. And Joey just, I look back, I just hear this super loud fucking movie. And I look back, and Joey's just two inches from the TV watching 21 Jump Street with like at full volume. At full volume. So everyone's trying to talk, and full uh, 21 Jump Street is just blaring, shaking the walls of the tiny cabin. Yeah. And Joey goes, I mean, we're not going to just have this TV here and not use it. <laughs> I'm like, Joey, we're all standing around talking. Like, so then, like within five Joey minutes. Joey actually did make the wedding. Now that I think about it, this whole podcast yeah. about the wedding is no, about he did. Joey. Yeah. It was a good fucking thing he was there. I wouldn't have changed a fucking thing. No. No. Well, you know what's hilarious, too? Because last week, for the deleted episode, when I texted Joey to come on the podcast, he was like, yeah. He's like, dude, I'd love to. He's like, although you guys are probably going to want to like recap all the whole wedding and be talking shit about me. So if, if, uh, if you don't want me to go, I understand. The greatest part about Joey... None of this stuff that we've said here, we wouldn't say straight to his face. Right. We already said it to his face last week. Yeah. So I don't feel like I'm speaking ill no. of a friend of mine. And I'm then, expecting him to listen to this podcast right. episode. 
And then I'm guessing what will happen is the girls will do will do their podcast like next week or at some fucking point. I don't know when. And then uh, maybe we'll have Joey on after that. And he yeah. can fucking recap everything for us. I really hope he gets married one day and just so I can see how it goes. Yeah. And we can just show up with no shirts. Oh, my God. That'd be hilarious. Just like a Miami oh Vice God, type dude. wardrobe. Can't wait to hear my speech. I've literally blacked out. Dude, it was so good, man. It was fucking hilarious. And then people kept saying, you got to do stand-up. And I was like, oh, you know. You should. Well, you still have the Bob Beal challenge. Though. Yeah. So then fucking like three days later, out of the blue, Bob Beal texts me, which if you're a listener, you know that this happened. On the episode that he was on, he made me pinky promise that at the next uh, Chit Chat open mic reunion show that me and him would both do a five-minute like stand-up set yeah so then he texted me out of the movie and like hey just so you know i haven't fucking forgot you wait that was that just so happened to be after that was like three days after the wedding holy shit dude maybe maybe word got to bob beal about your uh speech maybe but imagine you just you use the best man speech i was actually thinking about that (laughs) and uh well you could actually that's the thing it had you it had universal appeal to it well i think i'm gonna go with the um i mean i don't want to say it because what if he's listening and steals my idea yeah, just say it. I doubt he listens. There's no way he listens. Um, I'm going to do the, uh, I think I'm going to stem off of the uh, six set bro thing. Yeah. And just kind of go into that. And then I just thought. Just uh, how it's like the perfect crime. And it can be applied to like many situations in life. But I just thought of, I, th- I really think my favorite meme of all time was <laughs> right when Trump got in office. And there's a picture of Trump in the Oval Office with Obama and they're doing the transition of power and there's this lackluster handshake between Trump and Obama and under Obama it said have, have a good set bro and under Trump it said thanks you guys are sick yeah <laughs> that's literally every show you've ever played you're loading on stage the member of the band that just plays coming off uh, and the guy's like, "Hey man, have a good set. That you guys were sick." Yeah, it's it, whoever came up. Like that must have been the, like um, hard times. What's the news? The yeah, the only uh, I know you're talking about fuck, hard times. I think it's hard times. That that must have they must have come up with that. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's so fucking funny, dude. It's so fucking good. So good fact. So good fact. <sighs> anyway, it was a great wedding. A lot of shit could have gone wrong, and. It really didn't go very well. It really wrong. didn't go wrong. I just got drunk a bunch. Yeah, but that was actually good. It was good. Well, for us, because we got to look around. If everyone's drunk, it usually means everyone's happy. I got so cocked. Have the, you ever seen a sad drunk? No, I'm just kidding. Not really. So I don't usually get this way. but uh, So I got really cocked the first night at the rehearsal. Yeah. And the rehearsal dinner. But was like fucking ripping, right? And like raging, whatever. Sang karaoke, had a great time, went to bed drunk, woke up the next day, super fucking hungover. Then at the wedding... I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. Got fucking cocked again. And I I ended up like bumping heads with uh, Kevin Green at one point, and I have no idea if this had anything... Oh, I thought it was Magner. It was Green? Yeah, and I have no idea if this had anything to do with anything, because he was like dancing up a fucking storm, and we like butt heads like mad quick, and I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, dude. And from that point onward, I had like a splitting fucking headache. Ah. Uh. 
And then, like, I fucking just was, like, fading, dude. I was like... Yeah, dude, that's not good. I was you like, got a head injury? Yeah. So then I was, like, kind of miserable from that point on. So then, like, as soon as we got back to the hotel, I just didn't go to the after party. I just fucking went to, went to bed. Yeah, well, I just said that, but I thought she... I think she said Kevin Magner. So that's what I was picturing. Oh, no, it was Kevin Green. Because Kevin's fucking ripping it up, dude. Yeah, like, dude, he's spinning like and fucking, twirling and fucking... Yeah. And he has the cue he's ball. He's like a fidget spinner. Yeah, so he had no hair on his head, so that made like Alt- the, It didn't absorb the impact. None of the blow, yeah. Interesting. So, you know. And then we got cocked the next day at the tap. Yeah, that's right. And I think everyone got the most cocked on that day. I got pretty fucking cocked. That was brilliant, too. And it was funny because... So here's how it always works, too, is if you're super fucking hungover... You're just like drinking water and like snacking on a chip. And it doesn't help. You feel like shit. The and whole you're like, day. oh, I need more water and coffee and shit. And then like at some point during that day, you just decide to drink again. And the second you have a sip of alcohol, you feel 100% better. I truly do not understand people who are hungover and don't have one cocktail. Like... It's almost why I don't feel bad for people that are wallowing in their own. Now, there's some hangovers that are so bad. Right. But for the most part, I really don't understand people that get hungover and don't immediately just have a, a vodka soda on ice. Yeah. And even if that's all you drink, like even if you don't want to drink that day. Yeah. You just want to like have a sober day of watching movies. Yep. Just drink that one thing. Yeah. And it makes everything better. Yeah. So from now on, I'm going to stop wasting that first five hours of the day right. of being a useless piece of shit and just fucking drink. Dude, not even kidding. I know uh, it sounds bad, but like on the weekends, on a Saturday, if like I'm home over, I, Karen and I will literally go downstairs and it'll be like 11 o'clock and I'll just, I'll just crack open a seltzer. Yep. Drink one seltzer and I great. feel a million times better. Yep, you go, and then I have 15 more. Yeah, the, the problem is I keep drinking, and then I go to Mr. Mike's, and I'm like, all right. Look. But, like, from from the time I woke up to, like, when we were getting on, or maybe, like, an hour before Joey showed up in the room, I still felt like shit. Right. But then, I think one of the girls brought us a cooler of drinks. Yeah. And, like, we cracked we cracked under those, and as soon as I had that sip, I was like, oh, dude, I feel great. Yeah. Well, especially, you need something, like, very carbohydrated carbohydrated carbonated carbonated why did i say that i was gonna say effervescent but thought that sounded too pretentious yeah yeah um but um and in the coffee in the common man dude is unbelievable i don't know if you had any i didn't have any some of the best coffee i've ever had and i didn't realize this at first because like they just have the thing down in the lobby you can go help yourself to coffee in the morning and they had the paper cups and then they had this thing of mugs and i was like oh i bet the mugs are for like if you're gonna stay and sit here and eat in the restaurant and drink coffee no, dude, those mugs were like, help yourself. You can take a mug know, for your coffee and either. bring it home. I didn't know that. I would have totally done that. Well, dude, you know what we should do? So this summer, unless if the spring's really nice, we can do it in the spring. Yep. But Jake and I are saying there's another course that's like 15 minutes from Owl's Nest that's supposed to be like just as good. Yeah. So I think it'd be sick. We could fucking, we could do a, uh, do a little friday saturday golf thing yeah and then uh either get an airbnb or just fucking just get rooms at the fucking common man right and then we can have the f- coffee so and grab mugs good. yeah or we can just do lunch there and just grab and mugs. Then grab mugs Be like listen he got married here so we're gonna take some mugs yeah but um yeah unreal fun fucking weekend unreal. and the cool thing was 
Then, so you've been drinking all weekend. Then Monday hits, but guess what? It's a fucking half-ass week. Yeah. Because it's Thanksgiving week. Yeah. So, like, you really great. only have to make it, like, two and a half days. Dude, in the whole fucking time, because we obviously left on Thursday, Left. I left work early on Thursday, drove up there, partied, f- Friday, partied at the wedding, woke up hungover again Saturday. So, like, in my mind, that Saturday was Sunday. Yes, I agree. That's- and so that day we woke up, me and Jess wanted breakfast, so we went to, like, the cute little trolley car breakfast place which was fantastic yeah i got the um corned beef and hash uh, eggs benedict Ooh. which was delicious um and i'm sitting there like fuck man i don't want to fucking go to work tomorrow and just is like no it's saturday dude and i was like oh and then i got a bloody mary she's like i've got good news and bad news the good news is you don't work tomorrow but the bad news is you have to get cocked at the tap and <laughs> Four hours. Which was also crazy, too, because at that point of the day in the morning, I'm like, the last thing I want to do is go to the tap and get more cocked again. But then, like, you know, you drive home, you get home, you're exhausted. All you want to do is fucking, like, go to bed. Yep. Uh, I think I I chugged a fucking Red Bull. Oh, no, I was napping. Just sent pictures of me napping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I woke up, chugged a fucking Red Bull, went to the tap. Was hungover, had a drink, felt amazing. Yeah, that's why no one gets hungover on vacation. Suddenly, I'm drinking again. Well, dude, that's why. So my mom was, she came up with the fucking tap the next day. And I was like, I don't know, people are traveling. there, But she was like, she's like, no, 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 I'll fucking rent it out. Whatever. She really wanted to do it. So I was like, yeah, right. it was brilliant. So I was fucking nervous because I was like, because I totally get people not going. Because I'd be the same way. If I weren't obligated to go, you just got home from a two-hour drive you partied all weekend dude i thought that was like one of the and it ended up being like one of the funnest fucking days of the uh, wedding and it was like packed yeah it was probably like 30 people fuck yeah that was like fucking we we ended up going pretty much all night yeah and then we went to the fucking so here's the thing and then we went to barrio after that to like continue the party yeah because they like rented the room at the tap. So, like, oh, yeah, because I was like, at the lawn. Go. You got so I didn't eat anything. I was fucking starving. Fuck. At the tap? No, no, no at Barrio. Oh, yeah. Did yeah. you guys eat? No, because the. Okay, so Barrio has this problem. And Jess will say they suck all around. Their food sucks. Their service sucks. I disagree with that. I think that their food is fantastic. I think that their service fucking is god awful. I agree. If anybody that works at Barrio or knows somebody that works at Barrio, and here's this, and they want to fucking contact me so I can... Bud's, Bud's girl, Emma, works at Barrio. Give them fucking constructive criticism, But I don't please. think she's a listener. Please, by all means. But every single fucking time we go there... it's uh, You're there for at least two hours. At least. we So, like, we, we go to the bar, we, like, get some drinks, and we just stand at the bar or stand around drinking because we're waiting for a table, right? Eventually, we get a table, so we all sit down with our drinks we got from the bar. Like, 15 minutes goes by... Girl comes, she goes, oh, can I get you guys some drinks? We're like, sure, yeah. So we order some drinks. Take forever to fucking come. Finally, they come. Or no, wait. Yeah, they came while I like wasn't even there. And then the whole plan was to like order like some food. Yeah. So we sat there for 45 minutes. Kev's holding his slip. Yeah, there weren't even that many people there. There was like nobody there. Yeah. And Kev's holding his little slip, which has like the tacos he wants on it. Like, ready to fucking just give it to this, this lady. Ridiculous. Never came back for 45 minutes. 
So then Jess just like gets up and is like, hey, can we just pay the fucking tab at this ca- this like table? And while when she gets up and goes to the bar to do that, the waitress comes over because apparently because she, she probably saw like, oh, fuck, I'm slacking so hard that people are going to the bar. Right. She goes, all right. So what can I put in for food? And we're like, no, we're just going to leave because, you know, we don't fucking have all fucking night. Yeah. And she was all like offended. And it's like, eh, well, you know. 45 yeah, minutes you're offended meanwhile you're fucking everyone's standing there waiting and last time we went there we went there for dinner and we sat outside for like an hour was that when we were, did the golf thing and then we went i think so i know dan was there and shit yeah but we sat at a table for an hour before anybody fucking came up to us and then finally they came up to us and then from the point that we ordered to the point the food fucking came was another hour and then you said you it's like, good lord, no, it, figure I don't know, your shit yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know why it's so hard. It's not. Like, the only time Karen and I have gotten... This is like a long, long time ago. We would go to lunch at like 12, 15 there and sit at the bar. That was the only time where like right away we got our shit. Dude, I love the food. Me I, too. I fucking love their food. I think the drinks are pretty fucking good. And their salsa is yep. great. I love the checklist thing. For Me the too. tacos, yep. I love that. I wish every restaurant did that. But I'm not gonna wait two hours for you to bring me a fucking taco, which should take you no more than 15 minutes. Yeah. Now it's me. one thing if the it's still annoying, but it's one thing if the kitchen's backed up and your food takes long. Right. There's no excuse for you to not see your waitress. Right. None. Because it's you know if the food's taking a while, but the waitress keeps coming by and be like, guys, ah, sorry, like yeah, no that. problem. No one fucking cares. No fucking problem. But when the waitress isn't coming around. That's the thing. I don't give a fuck waiting for food if I'm well lubricated with Drinks. alcoholic beverages. Yeah. But when my drink is dry and I'm now I've now eaten every ice cube in my fucking margarita. Right. It's time to get the show on the road. And now the place is just losing money hand over fist because instead of me ordering four fucking drinks and this table of eight people I'm with all ordering four fucking drinks, we get one and then leave. Right. So it's like just because some girl didn't fucking swing by. Right. And nine times out of ten, when that that's like the situation, you can find your fucking waitress across the fucking room chatting with the other waitresses. Yeah. They're not doing shit. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I got all pissed off, but I no, 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 I agree. So much. There's no excuse for it. One time that happened to Jess and her friends at uh, Cheesecake Factory. They were there for like literally three fucking hours, and she was like, "I kept just seeing the waitress just chatting with her friends." And all we wanted to do is pay the bill and, and fucking leave. So we just left. Yep. That's and hot. then the manager goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you doing? And they go, we've been trying to pay the bill for three fucking hours. I would have done the same thing. So, but, uh, you know. Did the manager comp anything? Suck less. No, I think they were real dicks about it or something. I don't remember. Yeah. It's another aggrieved group other than teachers that just doesn't seem to stop whining. <laughs> the service industry is so hard. Really? Compared to what? Have you talked to like a lawyer or a doctor? Like wh- what job is... And again, first of all, if I came home every day and was just whining about my job to Karen, right? she would go, we're getting this marriage annulled immediately. Yeah. Because um, I can't stand doing this. Right. These these professions that all they do is bitch and moan. I have no respect for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, me either. I mean, you can complain now and again. You had a fucking bad day. Yeah, you can vent sure, it out. I'm not say- Everyone has the right to complain about their job. But I'm saying when this never-ending perpetual, oh, I'm not well compensated, then aren't you just a moron for yeah, not Do leaving? something else. If you're worth more than you're being paid um, and you ask for a raise and they don't give it to you, 
Well, if you're truly worth it, then you would just be making that somewhere else. Right. Hit the fucking road. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Do you understand that? Serious crap. I'm sick of being social engineered. It's not funny. Oh, dude, how do you not find Alex Jones hilarious? It was fantastic. Oh, my It's God. not funny. The song that I've been trying to think of, though, is like I was doing like a very percussive thing, like with my mouth, and I can't fucking remember the song. But it was like it was along the lines of like, um, uh, are we more what? I was like doing that shit or like. Uh, was it the Matilda song? Which one? The Matilda, the Umboy. No, but that's a really good guess. Mm. Or like, um, all night we'll get up. Uh, we uh, the staying all night to get lucky song. Oh yeah. Um, uh, rid up all night we'll get like shit like that. Like I was yeah, doing yeah, that. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. driving around doing it. And it's I today? Really, no, it was two days. It was fucking yesterday. And you were listening to the radio, or did, was it just in your head? It was the radio. Yeah. Does it feel like it was a modern song? No, like like eighties maybe. Imagine it turns out it was Oombop. Um, uh, trying to think. I feel it's like it's gonna drive me nuts. Like, uh, is it like a Billy Joel song? I don't think it is, dude. Yeah, well, it's not the longest time at Billy Joel, right? The I haven't been there for the long. Nope, wasn't that. Um. It's gonna drive me nuts. I was just having a it blast. It wasn't. It there. wasn't. Uh, the the lion sleeps tonight. The ooh. No. We No. So it was percussive. It was something about like when I get up. I feel like when when my, when I get up or some shit like that. Fuck, dude! It's gonna drive me insane. This is driving me insane, and it's not even my brain. I know, dude. This is my fucking. This is my nightmare. Uh, it wasn't a Beatles song. No. Um. Yeah, I'll never. I'll never figure it out. Like I'll in like three weeks, I'll be like, "This was the song," and you're gonna be like, "You're an idiot, dude." Fuck. I'm really curious. Ah. Uh, really fucking curious. Did you get to the point in the Beatles doc where George quits the band? No. It's like in the. It's in that first when they're at the Twickenham Studios, and uh. It's so funny how they, that documentary is just so great because it truly is every time they got together, they were on camera for a fucking month and a half. Right. Like, it's not just like like they missed something one day. It's every time the four of them were in a room, they're on camera. Right. Because the only time the four of them were together was at the right. studio. And, like, I love how uh, they obviously rented that fucking ridiculous soundstage. Yeah. And Paul's like, shouldn't we just be like yeah, in a like, room? This place sucks. Yeah, that's why. In in part two, they just say fuck this and they move and they move to Abbey Road Studios. Yeah, and like, it's also just way more visually pleasing to see them in like, like on like a green carpet, just like yeah, in the fucking little boxes, whatever. Than like in a fucking gigantic room huddled in like a one small section. Dude, it is kind of crazy. Like, and it makes me so much. It's it's making me listen to Let It Be, um, the album. With a way more excited lens on it, because they truly do everything fucking live. Like, right. And what's cool about the documentary too, when they moved to the studios, 
So you'll see them doing uh, like get back and shit, and yep. it'll say because they'll they'll play like a bunch of fucking takes and shit. Yeah, and then like it'll get to one they're playing it, and then it'll say like at the bottom like the actual this is the actual take that made the album. Oh fuck, which that's is like sick. fucking rad. Uh, but yeah, George. George just gets up and he's like, "All right, I'm I'm leaving uh, the band," and someone goes, "When?" and he goes, "Right now." And it was just, like, so fucking casual. So then they're like, should we just break for lunch? So George Harrison goes home. And then they get back, and uh, they're all, like, joking. Because it's, like, John, Paul, and Ringo still are jamming. Yeah. And then, like, they're making jokes about, like, like uh, like they're playing a song, and John Lennon's like, oh, you you take the solo, George, talking to his, like, empty <laughs> yeah, chair. Yeah. And then, uh, and it's so funny. And then they get to, then they get to Apple Studios, and now George is back in the band. And when they get to Apple Studios, everyone really is in like a good fucking mood. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, like the they really did overly dramatize the whole yeah like, breakup shit. And um, there it's so funny because then when they get to Apple Studios, the story like leaked about George quitting the band. Yeah. And there was this fucking article about how uh, they got word that uh, John Lennon. And George got into such a heated match that uh, punches were thrown and all this shit. Jesus. And it's just so funny because you just saw on tape, like, they're just like, all right. Uh, right. <laughs> like how shit the tabloids were back right. then. Right. And um, it, but it's awesome, dude. When they... Obviously, you see clips of them jamming, like, bits and pieces of every song. Like, there's a bunch of songs that eventually yeah. make it on Abbey Road and stuff. But... um. In the part two, when they're at Abbey Road Studios, you legit see them like writing the song "Get Back," like yeah, because they keep playing it. Yep. And then they're like, "What about this?" Like, but and it's just so cool to actually see because usually, you know, Beatles songs, all those guys went home and wrote the songs and then showed them to each other. Yeah. But every now and again, you got to see like an actual collaboration. Right. And it's so sick because it's like 20 minutes straight of them writing the song get back right not like the lyrics but the instrumentation right it's so awesome and it, and you are right about like you have to be a beatles fan to like appreciate it because uh oh, i'd be bored out of my mind if i weren't a beatles right fan. so like jess put it on the other day probably not like realizing whatever but she just like scrolls on her phone yeah, while yeah, i'm yeah. watching whatever's on tv so i'm like super fucking into it and then like it's the part where um uh the fucking like super high part in uh get back uh, that Paul's like trying to show it to to fucking John, like the the vocal part. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like John's like fucking straining his oh, voice, yeah, trying yeah, to like yeah, sing yeah. it really high or whatever. And it sounds like shit. Yeah. And I'm like, Jess really fucking is like, what the fuck? But like to me, I'm like, this is amazing. This is them writing one of my favorite songs. Right, right, right. And right. it and it's it is really fucking cool. Like watching them. Watching like the shitty little bits that turned into like the greatest songs that you totally you know what they well because if into. someone had the exact same type footage of the Stones I'd have no interest right. like I'd watch it like I like the Stones right but you really have to be obsessed with a band to just watch this right. for hours and like you said one knowing that it's basically they're gonna break up in I think like eight months from when it's yeah. made. Um, and it's just so funny how like you really see them as like people, right? And they're all like fucking reasonable. Like, yeah, they're all remarkably normal. Yeah, like like not there's never some like dramatic fucking piece right. of shit. They're yep. all just like, and if they argue about shit, 
it's like Paul just thinks that like Paul's basically like, dude, we have a deadline. Just play it like this. Like this is like yeah. Like, let's just fucking get this going. Yeah. And George is like, well, you got to give me time to fucking do what I want. With a- right. So like they're they both have like sound arguments yeah, about yeah. it. And then uh, I was surprised too how uh, John and Paul they got the brunt of like the tabloid like they're going at yeah, they it. They got but, along like, fine. They like they got you can tell they respect each other. Yeah. Like they they weren't dicks to each other at all. No. And um, nope. actually, John Lennon is way more reasonable than I would have assumed he'd be at that time. Right. He, I think he's like in the best mood out of all of them. Right. Like, well, like, well, Ringo probably is because Ringo's the most relaxed. Yeah, yeah. But because Paul's clearly stressed about the fucking getting the songs done. Right. George is just so pissed off. Yeah. Well, like at the fir- the first half, just constantly frustrated. And I feel like John Lennon is just like in like a fucking casual, like, right, goofing around yeah. mood. And like watching it brings you back to just like being super tired just playing the same fucking thing over and over like trying to write something and like one person's like not doing the thing you want them to do and like they're getting pissed and you're getting pissed yeah and then ian's like why don't we just like fucking go make pizza real quick and we'll just take a break yeah and then liam's like no dude fuck you yeah have a backbone tim and i'm just like oh this is bringing me back i know it really is the worst it's the worst type of experience but at least you got to figure with the be- at least if you're part of the best band in the world, you know, no one's likely gonna just say fuck this, right? And, I mean, even though George did do that, he but he came right back. But it's cool, like knowing what it's like to to have to write songs with like a bunch of guys, right? In, in like a shitty room, yeah. And seeing your like the best band of all time do the exact same, yes, like it's the shitty same process. process, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just as sloppy looking, right? And, um, oh, it's just so fucking cool, man. Like uh, th- that whole, the fact that they have this footage and, um, it's released like it is because originally it was supposed to be a movie. Yeah. And I was watching this interview with Peter Jackson Amazing. and he's like, he's like, dude, knowing that whatever you don't use footage wise is probably going to go back in the vault for like another 50 years. He's like, I could not leave all this shit on the editing floor. So he had to go back and be like, I need like a six hours and let's just make it a fucking like a three part thing. Yeah. Cause he's like, I can't cause I'm all, I'm already five hours in. I only have an hour left. Yeah. And I want like more shit. If, if, yeah, if they just had to like whittle that down to a two hour movie. Yeah. Oh my God. It'd be a fucking crime. And like at the beginning, cause Jess just put it on and like, I didn't even know what she had put on. And then I was like, Oh fuck. But, like, at the beginning when it's just, like, you're just, like, reading subtitles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what fucking shitty, like, Beatles documentary is this? And then, like, after five minutes, I'm, like, balls deep in the thing. Oh. And I'm like, this is amazing. Dude, I imagine if I – imagine if this came out when, like – I'm speaking to myself. When I was, like, fucking 17. Yeah. Like, I'm beating off to it now. Oh, yeah. If this came in, like, my peak original Beatle phase. You've never stopped beating off. Oh, my God. I would never stop beating off. Jesus Christ. Um, But, yeah, it's fucking cool. But, yeah, I agree. They really market it as this thing everyone's going to want to watch. And I'll bet you so many people last 10 minutes. And then they're like, yeah. All right. I can't right. fucking. Because when you see the trailer, there's a concise plot. 
we've got 20 days to write 14 songs and put on this live show because that yeah. was the original intent right and obviously and that is still the plot right uh but it's just the plot over six hours right but man what a fucking great documentary dude yeah, like, like if if I didn't have Disney Plus, I would have bought Disney Plus just for this. Yeah, like it's so freaking good. It's your boy, dude. It's your fucking. And I boy. fucking hate Disney. Fuck. Fuck. Not the original Disney, but this new Disney. Yeah. I don't hate Disney, in what it offers. I just hate the people running the place. Right, dude. Because they're all just a bunch of fucking woke pieces of shit. Right. And you know what they say? He was not right. Well, besides me and you and. Like all my, like all my, my it's even got a couple my friends and stuff but everything woke turns to shit that just took me so long to find out and remember when possible to shop at small businesses and not big businesses uh yeah oh i should check the email see if we have anything la dee da dee do let's see rim up 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 doop gip I wish I knew the song, man. It's going to kill me. Yeah, I'm trying to think of... Uh, imagine if like we just... The last hour of this podcast is us figuring it out, and we never figure it out. I'm trying to... Oh, wow. This is old. Uh, from the mysterious person. Haven't read this, because we've been away for three weeks. So, I was happy to hear your response to questions one and two. Arguing over commas and periods is so childish. Anyway, you solved the riddle, and I am very impressed. I appreciated your commentary on the best James Bond. Daniel Craig is a hunk. Let me premise question three. You are a prisoner in a twink cult compound. A twink cult compound? What the fuck is that? Let me look it up. Your only way out is to butt fuck Donald Trump, Alex Jones, or a donkey. Which one do you choose and why? Lastly, I leave you with this. Over 1,000 people went down on me. I wasn't a maiden for long. Something really big and hard. Wait, wait, sorry, sorry. I'm looking up Twin Colors. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, What's a twink? Let's look it up. It's it. it my phone's recognizing... Twink. It's definitely something gay. Twink is a gay slave for a young man in his late teens to early 20s whose traits may include general physical attractiveness, slim to average build, and a youthful appearance. So it's basically just, you know, anyone born after 1997. So my only way out is to butt fuck either Donald Trump. I'm going donkey. Trump, Alex Jones, or a donkey. You'd have to go donkey. You do because that's the only way you're not gay. That's the only way you're not gay. So I guess we're fucking a donkey, dude. I'd much rather tell someone I fucked a donkey in the ass when I was drunk than Alex Jones right. or Donald Trump. Right. And you can't pretend either of those guys are girls no. from behind. Right. Yeah, donkey. And the funniest part is even though it's an interspecies sexual act, a donkey is more attractive than the POV doggy. Come on, dude. You want to fuck Alex Jones? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Give it to me. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water. <laughs> um, lastly, I leave you with this. Over 1,000 people went down on me. I wasn't a maiden for long. Something really big and hard ripped me open. What am I? Say it again. 
Over 1,000 people went down on me. I wasn't a maiden for long. The Titanic. Something yeah, I think that's correct. That's got to be it. Read I don't it. even want to look it up because that's it. Because that was the maiden voyage. wasn't for long, and 1,000 people went down on the Titanic. Yep, dude. Uh, and then more of our mysterious guy telling us how awesome we are. You should put in the description of this podcast that we answer a mysterious guy's riddle so he knows, like, all right, I, okay. can, I can keep listening because right. I'm going to get to my fucking shit. Yeah, good point. So we, do you still not know who that is? No idea. Jesus Christ. It seems like a well-thought-out, like... S- like, pseudonym? Like a... It just seems like a... It seems like a very learned person, right? Just based off the syntax. Learn, but learn. No, well, I said learn it on purpose, though. No, I'm just kidding. You learn it is actually correct. Um, it was the irony. And of I don't know a learned man who the fuck learned. that would be, because I feel like all our friends are fucking idiots. You don't think it's uh, it could, like I feel like it could be Ian. You think it's MC? I don't think so, because then why would he make a different? email because i feel like he's i don't know i feel like he's i think he's one of the most loyal guys that likes to have fun with these emails yes but yeah i guess unless it's someone that isn't in the cock exchange and like i get it i get it that if you were gonna murder somebody i mean i'm sure this is a fucking i'm sure that if you (laughs) (laughs) were gonna try to secretly write emails to us, you're going to do it in a fashion that you wouldn't normally write in. Right. You wouldn't make, you wouldn't talk like, so either somebody is really jacking up their grammar and their syntax or somebody just actually writes like this. You know what I always thought, you know, I remember when someone wrote into, uh, we got a lot of bomb threats my senior in uh, high school. Yeah. And one of the threats came via handwritten letter. Yeah. And so the cops went to like every classroom and had us write. Yeah, that was a bad idea. Wouldn't, if I was the bomb threatener, wouldn't I just change my handwriting? Right. Like I clearly know what's going on. Right. Wouldn't I just like write in cursive or something? Yeah, the cops just show up and they go, all right, kids, we're going to have you write this sentence. Um, I'm putting a bomb in, (laughs) and it's exactly what you fucking wrote. Uh, Like, okay. But yeah, so you think that the whole persona behind this email is maybe fake? I don't know. I really don't. Because it's either somebody we don't... It's somebody outside the cock exchange. Ryan Allen, maybe? Or it's like Ian. Ian? Via, just, I keep, I keep I going think back Ian to Ian. I would have admitted it, though. He, I feel like he might have. I keep going I think back he to liked, Ian. He would have appreciated... I do... I, I, I'm picturing Ian when you're reading this. Me too. Maybe that's a comment to Ian. That's our most learned friend. Well, and I've just spent a lot of time with Ian, a lot of which being him like writing lyrics and shit. Right. So I feel like I have like a like a pretty good feel for like the riddle thing is definitely up Ian's alley. His wordsmith is his wordsmithery. Right. Hey, right. The riddle thing is an Ian thing. Yeah. We totally he would totally do that. Maybe it is that cheeky bugger. And like, would Nick Natale do that? I don't know. I no, really don't he would think just he call would. us. He would just call us fags. Yeah, he'd be like, "You fucking fag, <laughs> suck dick or something." 
He'd be like a fucking Jew, a uh, black and a Mexican walk into a bar. That would be his riddle. Right. Yeah, and like it's def. I don't know. Like nobody else in the cock exchange, I think, is doing it. Hmm. I wonder if we'll ever find out. I like that we'd have no idea. I do too, but it pisses me off. It's either Ian or we have no idea. Ian! And he claims it's not him, but. You Interesting. Know. Uh, how, well, do you, how do you trust a guy like that, you know? It's hard to trust a guy who can't trust himself with a, that's right. with a beer. It's fucking right. All right. Well, I guess that's it, right? That's or are you it. doing something? No, nope, that's it. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm queuing something up to play us out. All right. That's it. Um, with that being said, if I think of the song, I'll write it down, and then next week, I'll sing it, as I was singing it. It was one of those things where I almost did a voice memo and recorded it and sent it to you and Eric, and I wish I did, because then we'd all know. I know, because I feel like that's something that you. I wonder what you were doing when it was in your head. Because this morning, and so like, what happens is I wake up in the morning, I'm fucking exhausted and groggy and pissed off, and I'm like, oh, I'm such a fat piece of shit, and blah blah blah. And then I have a cup of coffee, and then I feel great because I don't eat breakfast. My bre- my breakfast is a cup of coffee. So then I get like fucking buzzing off that coffee. So then like on my drive to work, I'm I'm like doing crazy shit. I'm singing shit. I'm doing I'm doing impressions. You're in a great fucking mood. I'm in a great fucking mood. So this mood, I mean this morning, the thing that I sent to Tim and Ian was the scene from Django Unchained where uh he's explaining that he's oh. a bounty hunter to Django and Django goes, What that is? And he goes, as he's sipping He's asking what a bounty is. Yeah. And then he's Christoph Waltz is sipping like the most perfect, cold, delicious looking beer. And then he wipes his mustache and he goes, It's like a reward. Yeah. So I just sent that to, to That was great. Tim and, and Ian. couldn't send the fucking But couldn't send the song. It's Jesus like a reward. Christ, dude. I wonder if I can That just beer really that. does look so fucking good. That's such see, and here's the thing that's so annoying is all the movie references that we do are so fucking obscure that I can't type in yeah, Django yeah. Unchained. It's like a reward. Right, right, right. I mean, I will, and I'll see if it's something that comes up, but I won't. Hold on. Sorry, I'm fucking stepping on your shit. No, you're fine, dude. It's like a reward. Please come up, dude. It could. Oh, it's gonna. Here, we'll do it on here. Fuck. I'm fucking you up, though, already. Oh. Because oh. here's what I can do. Just add page. And I'm praying that this is another example of he says it totally different than I think he says it. It's like, like a it's, reward. It's like a reward. It's I like can't a do reward. It. I, was, I feel like you're doing a French accent and I'm doing like a Scottish accent. Yeah. Did you type in Django? I typed in Django. It's like, like a reward. Uh, and then I saw this pop up and I was like, that's the scene. So it's oh, probably that in there. Oh, looks so good. The scene's four minutes, but who cares? It's all so good. Well, and this one's a minute and 12. Oh. This one's 10 seconds. Oh, try that one. Does it say it's like a reward? It's like a reward. It's like a reward. Nice. <laughs> you killed Dude. Me. And I love how fucking spot on. he's like swallowing Ooh, the circuit. beer and stuff too. Play that one more time. You can't help but enjoy the beer. It's like a reward. <laughs> you kill people. 
and they give you. Oh, it's so fucking good. Ah, uh, I don't know why I latch on to the most fucking obscure things, but like that's because seems... because the the things that are so out of the ordinary are what stick with you, and like that's the fun that's the fun part of these movies, right? Like the fact that there's a line in a movie that says, "Do you have any bread?" and he says, "We have potatoes." Like that was in the script. Like that was on paper. It's so good. It's fucking great. There's two types of people in this world. There's people that can watch like the naked gun or airplane and they're laughing so fucking hard they can't breathe. Yes. And then there's the people that watch both of those movies and just go, I don't get it. Like, that's funny. Right, right, right. It's like, you didn't catch the joke? Right. And they're like, what joke? It's like the whole, every line is a fucking joke. Well, and like when the thing that frustrates me when people see the naked gun and they roll their eyes and go it's so stupid as if they're above the makers of naked gun they're in on how stupid it is like they're well aware that her offering frank drebin a nightcap and him saying no thanks i don't wear them like they're they're well aware that that is like a ridiculous line oh surely you can't be serious frank drebin is so great any last requests? Uh, May I have that gun? <laughs> like every fucking line is so good. Dude, so that started off as like a uh, a show called From the Files of the Police Squad that got it got canceled after like six episodes. Yeah. The show is like even funnier than Naked Gun the movie. <laughs> I used to have them on DVD. Uh, I can probably find them actually. It's so fucking funny. Ugh. But they start the, the bit in the show is when the cop... Goes up to the guy at the docks, and he's like, what do you know about uh, Richie, whatever? And the guy's like, "Ah, well, well, I don't know. I don't really know anything. And the cop hands him a $20 bill. He goes, oh, yeah, Richie. Oh, yeah, Richie. I know him. Uh, He comes here from time to time. Oh, what's he do here? And the guy's like, oh, memory's a little foggy. And then he gives him another 20. And then the the fucking, the witness uh, goes, why are you guys uh, looking into something Richie did? And the cop goes, well, I don't really know. And then the guy gives the cop back 20 bucks. And he goes, yeah, we're looking at him. <laughs> the guy's just like, so fucking good. So fucking funny, dude. And then like they just keep going back and forth for like five minutes. Oh, it's the best. All right. Yeah, I guess that's it. All right. I'll think of the song. All right. We'll be back next week for... No more lockdown, no more government over.